Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of the Dune Hippie Podcast. This episode is going to be with Adam Dooling of Dooling Design, who, going back, uh, have a long history with kind of my start of Dunes and a big exposure of my involvement in Dunes is kind of uh, with Dooling and his family. His family has a big kind of long history of history in the Dunes, and that's kind of how I got introduced is kind of really through his family uh, of really when I started spending a lot of time through there. So over the years, uh, spent a lot of time with Adam of in the Dunes and have a lot of memories with him. And he's kind of gone off now and started his own business and started a company. Uh, a lot of his business is involved with the Dune community and in the industry of kind of that uh, DIY guy at home in the garage building uh, things or, or uh, female building things and just people who are putting kind of their own stuff together, hitting him up, you know, using his resource of, of plasma table and press breaking and bead rolling and sheet metal and kind of that uh, type of fabrication. So we get into a lot of uh, those aspects of his business and a little history of dunes and just uh, everything kind of related to uh, Adam Dooling and Dooling Design and uh, how he's uh, progressed over the years. So this is the third episode of the Dune Hippie Podcast. Thanks for listening and enjoy. This looks like an empty room you turned into a podcast studio. <laughs> I think there's a snake in here. There is a snake in here. He's hiding. Actually, he's staring right at us. That's the only snake I've ever held. I don't. I didn't really like snakes, but Shelby bought a snake, and then I was like, "Oh, I guess I'll hold the I've snake." Had a few, I held a few up on Beaver Island, like a couple hundred. That's yeah, there's a lot the of snakes. Time. I've never been there. I never went on school. the whole oh, Beaver yeah. Island thing. No, we did that for school. Is it an off Mackinac? It's off of Charlevoix. Is it that? So not. It's only like it's only like off of here. Oh, so it's off. Oh, okay, off the other side. It's like right, like up by like Leland all and shit. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like right there. Shelby and I drove it. up to Mackinac last weekend just mm. for the hell of it. Actually, we did like the tunnel of trees in the Z, mm. and we were up there, and uh, we decided it. We were, I was like, oh, we should go get pasties. Well, tunnel of trees is like still like an hour away from Mackinac. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we should go to Mackinac City and get pasties. Yeah. She was like, what's a pasty? I was like, all right, we're going. <laughs> so we go there, and then we were like 10 minutes late to every place that sold oh, pasties. No. Yeah, I was like, If oh, you go across crap. the bridge, because I, I had the same friggin' thing happen when we went up there. If you go across the bridge and go, um, you'd go east. You go across the bridge and go east, and there's like a, it's like the first like big town, but it's like not really big town. It's like a Fremont type of thing i think oh. it starts with a g is it a place it has like a bunch of tourists that was the only stuff. place i could find the a them. like pasties at like 11 o'clock at night or whatever it was oh this was only like oh really it was like 5 30 but oh, it was like that's a weird or six. Oh, i don't know it was like a friday we randomly because she didn't have to go to work so like she was here and then i don't work friday so then she was like we were talking about going up there Saturday. I was like, oh, screw it. Let's go up mm. today. So we ended up doing the Tunnel of Three things. And then I was like, oh, well, let's go to Pasty. And we ended up in Mackinac. And we were late. So we bought four pounds of fudge. <laughs> or no, not four. We bought four slabs of it. It was like, <laughs> don't know why we yep. have all this fudge. And then, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. Well, and then to the point where I was like, well, I don't really want to drive across the bridge because we're four hours from home now. Yeah. And we've been gone all day yep. driving around. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we went up. We went up. It was more winter, and we went to Tequamanon Falls, and then we came Ooh, down. Nice. And I was like, I want a pasty, and the 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 UP people will yell at you for calling it a pasty. I got pasty. yelled at once yeah. by a, a bunch of chicks at Northern Michigan Pasties University. Pasties are stickers for your nipples. Yeah. <laughs> They were like, it's a pasty. They were freaking out every time I did it. I was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, I I haven't had one for like a long time since I was a kid. And as I remembered, I hated them. But I really uh, it's like... like a was, chi- it's like a chicken pot pie. Well, it was more the fact that I told... I was like, oh, we should go get a pasty jokingly. And Shelby was like, oh, what's a pasty? I was like, Sounds oh, good. Well, we Let's should go, go get one. <laughs> I like... I do actually remember. I like the one that's like the fake pasty. That's the uh, like the fake... Uh, the knockoff, like, uh, smothered wet burrito. I don't know if I've had that. Oh, it's delicious. It's a wet burrito, but it's a pasty, so it's, like, the pasty bread. Oh, but like, with, like, like that you can get it. out of, like, the freezer type things? Or, no, they or serve like, them up there. Like, you oh, can get really? them, like, at the restaurant. Oh, no shit. It's, like, the, it's a pasty, but they cover it with, like, uh, that, like, red wet sauce, like yeah. a big wet burrito, and then, like, toppings and oh, all nice. that stuff. I've so not it had that. Kind of, like, it's pretty much a wet burrito. Just That sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. Now I'm hungry. That's the one that I would always get when I'd go up there. Because, yeah, I never liked the uh, the, the traditional <clears throat> ones. I was like, oh, that one's like mm. a burrito. Yeah, we went to someplace up and You remember my buddy Brett. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. We went up to Northern and there was some place like something jeans, Norma jeans or something. I don't remember what it was. And they were like, that was really good. It was, But they like made it in front of you, like rolled the dough and everything like it wasn't yeah. like in See, a that's freezer. What I it want. wasn't like in a freezer. Yeah. And they just, there was like, a threw place that had like um, pre-made ones that you could take home and cook. But then, I mean, they probably were legit. But no, yeah, I was like, no, I mm-hmm. want like fresh out of the oven, oh, yeah. legit one. Yep. But we were like fifteen that's, minutes late. That's the only place I've ever had one like that, and it was it was definitely worth it. Well, other than the pasties, we were talking about what we were talking about three D printers. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. I like 3D printers. Yeah, we can go back to 3D printers. <laughs> oh, is this thing on? Are we doing this now? Yeah, that makes <laughs> Oh, on. the fancy thing's going on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the intro. Well, maybe. I guess I yeah, can cut sure, it. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, you got the magic. You can do whatever you want with it. Not really, because I really don't want to like <laughs> go back and edit it. So hopefully, it's all one take. Oh, shoot. One take, one shot. All right. Well, what do, I, what do we talk about? The 3D printers? Yeah, we were talking what? about something really good, and I was trying to turn it on, but it took oh, me too long. I don't remember. Um, yeah, me We were neither. talking about Mills. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Who are you? Oh, I'm Adam. Adam <laughs> Dooling. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell the people who you are and a little bit about yourself. All right. All right. My name's Adam Dooling. I um, was born and raised in West Michigan, Muskegon mostly. I uh, went to school in Fremont, graduated with Nate at Fremont. Um, I always wanted to be a shop teacher, so that was uh, a big influence in high school. I was always doing shop class stuff, uh, building things. So I think that's just been part of me since I was young. Ever since I was a little kid, I know me and I think the first instance of me wanting to like make stuff was uh, <clears throat> me and my cousin Don were camping one summer. We were probably 12 and 13 or so. And uh, we sat in his parents' trailer all day and drew up a go-kart. We wanted to build a two-seater go-kart that we were going to build from scratch. And we, we had a, a tractor that we were going to rob the engine off of and this and that. And then it just came to 
the point of being like 12 years old and having no money, no way to like make the things like we drew it all up. It was sweet, had all the designs, but like, how do you go get the material? How do you drill holes? How do you cut it, put it together? You know, like, so it never came to anything. And I just remember since then, I think that's what sparked my shop class interests was, okay, now we have these tools now I can make these things that I want to make. And I think ever since then, I've just been on some sort of like mission to make stuff. So fast forward, I was a engineer at uh, Structural Concepts in Muskegon. We did a lot of sheet metal fabrication. I worked for uh, uh, Lasco Plumbing in Muskegon. Prior to that, uh, Brett is the owner of that Brett Lasco and he owns the shop that I work out of. And, uh, as I was, I, I left there and got my job at my engineering job, <clears throat> learned a lot of CAD and a lot of the manufacturing side of things, um, which was a really great position. And then I started buying tools on my own. You know, we got interested in the dunes and stuff, you know, building trucks on weekends. And then I kind of wanted more of the fab work. I think I liked the, the tooling and the stuff. So I got into that, started buying and buying and buying and Brett let me fill a shop with tools. And here we are a few years later and I quit my job last year and now I'm doing it full time. Making cool stuff every day is pretty much my job. Yeah. So now the, yeah, the transition from corporate world to you yep. running everything and yep. just pretty much controlling what everything you want to do. Yep. Corporate, the corporate part was the biggest part was because the place I was at was uh, such a like small, it was a small company growing. It was becoming a big company. So it turned from like, you know, the guy that started it, he was like 90. So it's time to sell it, obviously. His kids didn't want anything to do with it. And then... Uh, so they sold it to this corporate thing and it went in a very short amount of time, went from this, you know, everybody knew each other, everybody knew each other's family and what, you know, whose kids were playing this game this weekend, stuff like that to this, this like, you had to ask to go to the bathroom and like crazy corporate. Yeah, kind just, of. Holy cow. Like they just brought in the people to make everything as, you know, to flow and, and whatnot and, uh. I hated it. I hated everything about it. You know, I, yeah, I everything liked you family. liked before was yeah, now gone. It's all gone. They just totally, they came in and said nothing was changing and it came in, it changed. I, I got pissed off actually. My, my, <laughs> the way I left was actually pretty cool and not many people realize it. I don't know if we want to get into that, but it was pretty, it was pretty neat. I just, I don't know. Do you up. need to burn bridges? You nah, gotta go back. Probably not. <laughs> They might have work for me down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. who knows? It was be... only with one person, so if he's gone at some point... They're going to have to shut down their matter. laser department and outsource yeah. all their work. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. I guess they're not doing so good now since... I, I heard they just fired, like, the president because... Oh, well, that's depressing. People. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, similar to my... I mean, I'm in the same field of manufacturing and, like, a lot of my summer experiences, I'm, you know, I... I one to bounce around and you know i definitely like to make sure i like where i work and it just seems things just seem to change and oh yeah 
I get myself in a position and you know, I'm, you're doing everything right and you're, things are jiving and it's just like, just things change, things mm-hmm. move on, companies have to change direction. And that's the unfortunate part of, yeah, you, you get yourself established and cushy in one of these jobs and then all of a sudden it's like something changed, you have no control over it. And then you realize you're like, wow, man, I just took the, you know, you know, I've several times myself, I'm like, wow, man, I just took that two years for granted because this blows now. Then mm-hmm. it's time to put resumes out. I'm moving. Yep. It's time to get yep. into something again. And that cycle is. Yep. And I sat, that's a, this is the first time I've ever done it. You know, and you, you've done it a few times with a few different Oh yeah. Places, I'm all know? around. <laughs> I'm, I, I was, you know, I've always been so comfortable. I think my whole life, well, you know, you know how it was, you know, you yeah. Craig used to like, you know, tease me about it. We'd be like taking an engine out and I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. You guys would be like, stop it. You know, we'll just, we'll just pull, we'll just unplug the things that come tight when we pull the engine out. And I'd be like, wait, we got to triple check it. Like, no. And yeah. You now, were. You'd be the you were the one that would oh, yeah so save cautious. us save us fuel lines from rip yeah pulling engines apart it'd be like yeah hey let's let's disconnect the hoses and wires yeah <laughs> but like too you know I, I I've realized the more I work and work for myself and do this stuff it's like you know you can be overly cautious and, and spend too much time doing that stuff and not get anything done you know like if it takes twenty hours extra. To, so you didn't rip that $2 wire. Like, who cares? Like, yep. put a new wire on later and, like, get the thing done and out the door, you know? So I think working for myself, even, you know, just in the the little bit of doing it part-time and then now full-time, I have just totally done a 180. I'm, I'm not afraid to do, yep. to just jump in with things, you know? People send me stuff every single day. I never know what's coming in my email you know, who's going to call me, what goofy, huge project I got to work on next or some really complicated thing or this, that. And, you know, at the beginning when I quit my job, it was a little scary. You know, you're like, that was, that was a terrifying few, you know, few weeks after I quit, but like, you know, you get a little nervous, but I think that like did something to just, I don't know. Well, I just, probably it like hardened my nerves so much. I can just jump right in and just okay I'm gonna i feel like it. in a way it's like a you probably engage some sort of like a fight or flight of like mm-hmm. i mean you you know you stepped off the diving board finally like you oh, yeah. were on the end of it and you finally oh, yeah. stepped and, and you're I like burned it down yeah I you're like falling and you're I, like <laughs> i burned the ladder all right here we go yeah, yeah i took the ladder out of the pool and like yeah. burned it and now i can't get back out <laughs> i yeah i i think it's it's one of those it's one of those uh concepts that it's like yeah you you really can't probably grasp it until oh, yeah. you're in it to oh, where yeah. that's I you do probably get the drive of it's yeah it's like all right yep it's i said i'm gonna do it and now mm-hmm. here we are i just freed my schedule up yep i i don't think i honestly if that place wouldn't have gotten bought out and like things wouldn't have gone downhill i'd probably still be there today still complaining because yeah. i hated what i did and you know i well hindsight of looking back is you can always draw a parallel of that is yeah. uh you know oh that actually worked out oh you yeah know. You know, yeah. at the time, it's always yeah. It's like, oh man, yeah, exactly. The anxiety and the stress. Oh, but looking back two on weeks, it, two weeks was just it was the scariest two weeks of my life after I walked out. Like I got home, mm-hmm. it was my birthday. I was all pumped. I was like, look what I did, babe. You know, it's like then it was like it sets in, and you're like, oh, I could have done that a little better. I should have done it that way. Now, now I can't go back to the only thing I knew. But I think that was what I needed. So I'm actually glad I did it because now. 
now I'm not afraid of of yeah. jumping in and like. Well, that's like I, I said. Yeah, anything. it's the hindsight of looking back at you look. Yeah, you you just draw the parallel, and yeah, it's just like man, that worked out so good. I mean, if you choose to do that, I guess you have to kind of choose to draw parallels because you could focus on bad things too. Mm-hmm. But you focus on. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that yeah, the drive of you know you've got to do it, but it's more of you don't have you don't have to clear anything. You got to clear everything with yourself. So yeah. you're a li- probably a little more driven to go. Oh, this is what needs to get done because that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying it needs to get done and how yep. it needs to get done, and I'm the one that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's going to get done. Yep. And now you know you know uh, hey on the 26th I have a $500 truck payment for my truck. You know I was like looking at that like. You got to go to the garage and make that. Yeah. I guess, yeah. What's maybe the difference of like switching from alarm clock life of like got to be at a punch in clock and all of that kind of side of things versus, you know, which it kind of establishes, you know, some sort of, I don't know the word I'm trying to look for, but accountability it makes you accountable of like well okay these are the hours i gotta put 40 in this week oh they asked me to do 50 this week where now you know you got to do that but you've got to be the one that forces yourself to do it yep i think the forcing yourself to do it part is actually really hard because it's really easy to just wake up in the morning and do nothing yeah just start killing time i'll do it tomorrow you know um so i think the the having the bills there and the things definitely helps you keep that in line but you know, um, that's definitely, I think the hardest step after that, it's really nice because, you know, I find what I've been finding lately is I kind of like a second shift is where this is working for me. So I can, I can get up in the morning, you know, Shannon's been working from home since COVID started and sounds like possibly indefinitely. So I'll get up, I'll make her breakfast and stuff and make both of us like a nice breakfast, which was nice. Like, you know, like yeah, you get some time. Healthy, you know, like I cook a lot of veggies yeah. and stuff. So like we're both spending the time you do in the shop is a very physical oh, yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that was another thing too. Like when I first quit my job, you know, I was just going there and then like forget to stop and eat lunch. So it'd be like go yeah. like twelve hours and not eat anything and come home and just like <gasps> get sick. Like I was sick like all. It's pretty much there. like dune camping when you're eighteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What we used to roll up here with like loaf of bread. Yep two bags of chips and like bottle of ketchup. <laughs> and it was like, exactly. Your dad, where's the hot dogs? <laughs> I don't know. The store has them. We'll go get them later. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we're going to the dunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was all that mattered. Was dunes. Yep. Um, so we, we'd, uh, where were we at with that? God, I don't know. I, I just tangent. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is, there's Dune in the title, so I gotta There's say the Dune. word Dune. You gotta say Dunes every few minutes <laughs> yeah, to get dunes. us both off track. But uh, well, anyway, I get back to the the accountability thing. So I I figure that out. You know, I I kind of learn that I like to wake up, do that stuff. You know, and then I'll get on the computer. I made an office at my house, which is awesome. You know, it's really tiny. It's smaller than this room, and it's also our storage room because our house is so tiny. so <laughs> um, But I got an office. So now I don't have to, you know, I was going to the shop to do everything. You know, if I had to quote stuff, if I had to draw mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, everything's all anything, in there. It was always I had to go to the shop. So, you know, I got to drive 20 minutes to the shop, 
and I'd have to, you know, draw the thing, quote the thing, send the guy's email, all while sitting in the shop, you know, using electricity and gas in the winter and stuff that I got to, you know, now pay Brett for and whatever. So it's like now I'm at home. I got I got the office. I can do all the CAD work in the morning, send out quotes, answer emails. You know, I got like 3D printer stuff going at home. You know, I can get the 3D printer set up going. <clears throat> you know, come back home and like that thing's done. So like that thing's working all day while I'm working. So that, that's been nice, but I find, you know, I, I get out there at like noon to two in the afternoon and then I can work till eight or so. And it's, and it seems like less people bug me in that time frame. Like in the morning, you know, people, the phone's always ringing, emails are always going, mm-hmm. people want the things happening, you know, people that are working at the normal jobs that I'm making stuff for, you know, that's when they're at work. They're, you know, at yep. 11, they're going, oh yeah, we got, you know, Adam, we need you to make this, we need to make that, blah, blah, blah. So I can sit there at home and get all that stuff done and then I'll get to the shop, you know, later in the day, and go, but I'll have it all planned out and like physically get out there, cut, bend, weld the stuff and then pack it up and then I'll go home, print the label and all that stuff at home. So it's, it's been nice to kind of optimize the time I use the shop itself. For. Yeah. Like I'm not in there like 14 hours. Well, exactly. It's Sometimes it's back to it's, you're the one. Yeah. You're scheduling and you know, I find it, you know, I'm similar, somewhat similar in the aspect of like, I'm someone that enjoys third shift. I like, I really enjoy working mm-hmm. third shift to the point it's kind of easy for me to find jobs and move around for the fact that like pretty much every place is always hiring for third shift Mm -hmm. and it works for me. And I just, I've always been questioned like, why do you enjoy it? And it's just, I don't know. Like I just literally work better. My, I function better. I I feel better. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of it is work related. You know, I'm in a situation I work alone now where it's like, I literally, I listen to either podcasts or music at night and I'm, I literally can just like get so engaged and for like I'm there for 10 hours and I engage Mm -hmm. for 10 hours in like what I'm doing and then it allows me to like separate and I walk out the doors and I separate from it Mm. so it makes it nice to be able to like separate away you know that is the the one comfort I do really appreciate of the of the set time is you know I'm really bad at accountability on my own self and so it's like oh but the one thing i've always been able to good be good at is like being at work because mm-hmm. yeah i enjoy what i do but yeah it's yeah it's kind of the scenario yeah it's like well i enjoy certain aspects i don't yeah. you know and you're in that aspect of you literally are controlling every aspect of yeah you go yeah okay yeah i, I want to start want that job i don't have to take that job yeah. sometimes you need to take the job to get the money in i, yeah. I think i'm on the verge of you know, being able to pick and choose, but speak. And so jobs like, so our, you know, our background and in dunes and, you know, I guess the memories and the time and stuff we spent up here and the amount of people in the dune community that you're associated and know with, what's it been like? What was the transition of like, of having the dune community kind of support through the transition of opening your business, getting into a lot of, you know, kind of, do-it-yourself off-road people doing stuff at home and kind of, you know, I guess, yeah, get into a little of what, like, the capabilities of your business yeah. is and kind of how the Dune community kind of helped support that changeover and still kind of yeah. does. 
So actually, I don't even know if I mentioned it. Dueling design is my business. I yeah, everything's like really late. Hope you made it this far so you get the details. <laughs> We're not adding it to the beginning. You oh, yeah. I don't know how to do that. I click start and stop. <laughs> it's all one take. I'm trying not to swear too much. Um, yeah, I, sorry. <laughs> so so the, uh, the, the Dune community is really what's actually what what brought me into this i think bigger because you know everybody needs all these parts you know everybody needs these brackets and you know everybody's building custom stuff so you know like the that was really what got me going in all of this was you know people wanted you know tabs and then seeing the need of it this parts and these parts and then you know like you know i I think like my first break still was frank taylor you know he he called me because i was doing the bead rolling and i I, you know i tinned the whole back half of his truck and did a bunch of interior and skid plate work on it that somehow is still on the truck which is pretty cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and uh so, you know, he, he came and let me and let me work on that. And, uh, you know, that got me, you know, kind of in the scene, I would say more, you know, I think more people. Yeah. Watching. I mean, yeah. People kind of know who yeah. the family huckster is. Yeah. yeah and then it's we, something. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, it's well, and that's a vehicle that there's many a shops, you know, that have had their oh, hand yeah, on that yeah, vehicle. And like, I mean, Langer built it first, I, I believe. Honestly, I don't then, even remember uh, the story of that one now. I think, cause... I think Langer <laughs> built it and then and then he rolled it. On the Baja there, trip. And then Kibby, and then Kibby uh, did a lot of work to fix it. Put a new cab on it. And then I think they kept like all of Langer's rear back half yeah. stuff. Like they, they cut it off and like adapted it in. So that was all the original was the back half, I think. And then uh, and then he brought it to me. To panel all that and back half in. Josh DeGraff, and, and he did all the paint. And so, yeah, it was really cool. Like, you know, like there's a lot of companies that have worked on it. And, like, I'm just yeah. some nobody kid working that, on the shop. Well, that's old, one of those trucks know? that that truck is differs a lot than my truck is that truck. Yeah has no expense it's it yeah, gets everything yeah. done right that oh, it needs done awesome, right you know like yeah, you go inside great. Of it, it's beautiful you know like yep. it did all the interior panels for it and then they had it all wrapped and suede and like you know like it looks like a nice vehicle on the inside it's not like you know yeah. our v- trucks just have tubes hanging out you know like yeah i'm eating pin. sand because yeah. i have holes in my firewall exactly. and yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's they're different beasts yeah it's a whole different caliper yep. caliber um, so yeah, that was a really good opportunity. I still, you know, I still think that was one of the best things that could ever roll in. I was absolutely scared to death when he left. Like they left, like him and Langer came in and they're just like, they were like, get a notepad out. And I just like wrote 40 things down as they were spewing them out. You know, I'm like, we're going from the front of the truck to the back, to the front, to the back. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, well, and so this is, this in order, you know, I guess, to explain it. to the listeners a little more, this is pretty much all, mostly all bead roll work, which when you yeah. started was the majority of your time was yeah. spent on a bead roll or doing bead yeah. roll sheet metal I mean, work. I was making signs, you know, I was making signs yeah. for people. It was, you know, I learned on the bead roller, I built the first one, it was a little hand crank. And then, but know, as far as like up. West Michigan and maybe even as Michigan, it's not like a, not a, a scene and it's not like you have a comparable, no. like, Oh, I can just kind of see what these are, guys are doing, and I can like wing it. It's like, yeah. yeah, they're dropping a truck off to you, and yeah, you are going, yeah, 
I I'm a professional bead roller. Yep. I, I, Here I, I am, and that's what point, you are. You know, I, I I at the point, you know, I think I even told them, or you know, I've told people before, you know, like I, I was like, at that time, you know, I felt I was probably one of the best in Michigan to do bead rolling. I was like, you know, I'm not being an ass, but like I had spent like two, three thousand. Yeah, the amount of these, like, yeah, the time and dedication how it works. You know, I can do it. You know, I can sit and have a conversation with you and look up and talk while most guys like have their face down in it, like looking at it. I can almost do it like riding a bike, you know, at that point. So I was like, you know, this is fine. I'd never done it on a vehicle. You know, yep. I never touched a Zeus fastener before, I don't think, you know, so I had to get familiar with Zeus fasteners and all that stuff. So. I think the thing with fabrication and maybe is is the big draw is the fact that the thing that you get out of it is you, you actually, it takes skill to do a lot of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one to have like the drive and motivation and maybe even the finances to, you know, buy things or do things and go, Oh, I'm going to get this piece of equipment and use it. And, you know, Oh, I'm going to build a custom chopper. I'm going to build my own gas tank and get this plant, you know, get this hammer, this power hammer. I'm Mm going to shape some gas tanks. Those will be sweet. And then and, you get it, and, it like and then sits. you get it, and you're breaking your teeth because you're chattering like crazy, yeah. and you don't know how to control like, the thing, really and like this. Not you don't realize you're like, wow, I've totally underestimated oh, yeah. the, you know, a guy that stood at this thing for years with his arms vibrating at this oh, thing. Yeah. It's nuts. To where, yeah, you get those appreciations, and it's almost, you know, for myself, it's the more things you try, and then you suck at them when you start. Yeah, then it's just like, oh man, mm-hmm. it's kind of a little like, okay, I need to spend some time on this, yep. and like. It would be real, you know, because you, I think by the time you reach the status of like being, you know, getting a skill set and being good, you're, you, it takes so much time to learn those types of skill sets that at that point, then you kind of, I, you know, at least maybe for myself, underappreciated a little bit because you just, it's taken that oh, long I, I could, I could to where that. it come it takes somebody maybe saying, like, you know, wow, I can't, you know, I can't do anything like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you go, what do you mean? It's like, Oh yeah, I guess I have you know mm-hmm. years now. Oh yeah, into doing this. I think you see that with a lot of like older people. You know, they're like, "Oh, you just do the thing," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah. well, you do that every day for the last thirty years." So I'm sorry, I don't know that. You know, like, you know, my dad is is big into manufacturing. He's a manufacturing engineer for like almost thirty years at this place. You know, and and we'll talk press break stuff because he did all that there. And you know, it's the same thing. You know, I'm like, check this out. This is cool. And like to him, you know, I've seen it in his reactions before where he's like, Yeah, it's just you're just bending the thing like this. And I'm like, Well, I've never done that. But like to him, yeah, he had seen yeah, that he's every been day there, forever. Done that. So you're around it and you don't realize these things. But I yeah, I see yep. it all the time everywhere. And then you also, you'll probably get the opposite end of the spectrum is the people that don't realize like the crazy work. Like, like if you check out like Morgan Clark design, yep. you know him. Oh yeah. Um, Like I did the same thing, not to his caliber, but like all those tins that go up like the, the A-pillar cage, like in Frank's truck. So all the A-pillar all the way back to the B-pillar all the way down, like the roof, all those like made all these strips that, you know, they they silicon bronze to the body and to the roll cage and it ties it all together. Like the whole truck's like that. That is the most annoying work I've ever done in my whole life. And I never want to do it again. (laughs) And I watch Morgan's stories now and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how, how do you do this all in a day? I spent like two weeks, like bent backwards over tubes in Frank's truck, like reaching up, you know, 
oh, I need to trim a little here, you know, get crawl back out because you're bent over the roll cage and like get back out and go trim a little quarter inch and then bring it back and go, okay, now I need another half inch over here to trim and like a thousand trips to the grinder and back or whatever. Yep. And then it's like, oh my gosh, you know, and that's the stuff you can't even take that good of pictures of that stuff to like show how cool it no, is. No, the amount of time that, you know, especially as yeah, some of these things in that craftsmanship level, you know, I look at even like I look at my truck build and I know the amount of time I have into that and the thousands of hours and like the quality is it's a two stall garage build quality mm-hmm. build. It's yeah. it's never, you know, frame wise and broken and like let me down, but it's not something I'm super pumped to like put in shows yeah. and have people scrutinize. So it gets the it's thing like done. Purpose built. But I look at that and go, I have so much time into to get that yeah to do that yeah now now that other stuff is takes so much now to do you know i yeah i'll cut the line and go well i'm gonna make it it's a little crooked i'm gonna weld this on here Mm -hmm. but to go oh i'm gonna get the file out because that didn't come out straight i'm gonna knock this per of this straight edge line down so it looks like it's a milled edge and yeah that's where i think the problem for myself too is being the machinist i am I also then go, if I had a mill, this would take me 30 minutes yeah. <laughs> and it would look yep. perfect. And I could put some sweet tool lines in it and mm-hmm. like I can cut some crazy windows that don't need to be there, but they look cool. And yep. I'm, my mind works like that. So then I'm like, yeah, this place, mm-hmm. screw it. Like, I think I'm a little jaded on that type of stuff, yeah. which is my downfall and my demise. Oh, yeah. Because exactly it, I just, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm trying, that's one of my focuses is. <laughs> Now that I've had the truck long enough, it was when I was building, it was very like, get it done, get it done, get it done. And I've, now that I've had it, it's more like, eh, the more you drive it, the sooner you wear all these parts out and you're yep. working on it again. So yep. just chill exactly. out. <laughs> I, I think part of it comes down to you never, you know, they always say, you know, like the mechanic drives the crappiest car, the, 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 you know, house yep. builder has the dirty, crappy house. I pretty much always, make it work. You're always, you're always doing it for other people's stuff. You know, yeah. Like, like there were panels on Frank's truck that I did that stuff. You know, like all the back half panels. Like I was like sanding the little edges and making it just right. You know, if it was on my own vehicle, it I don't care. I don't would have whacked it now. Like. Yeah. I you know it's like my blazer. Like when Frank was there, like. He was, you know, had his hand on the front bumper or something. Like, I was like, don't look at those welds, please. Like, I built this a while ago, but like also is for myself. And I don't care. Like, as long as the weld's strong, I don't care how yep. it looks, you know. That is one of the, that the biggest thing with the progression of my truck is, yeah, you know, as far as like building something, it's like, oh, I built an entire truck from start to finish. And I, you know, I did get significantly better towards the end. Well, there is still the first half yeah. of the truck I welded. And that's what's being abused. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and that's also, like, I also welded, like, all the most visible and outside welds first because they were, like, the easiest, most oh, axibustle yeah. ones. Yeah. And, like, so those are all the ones you see. Oh, yeah. So it's all stuff like that where, you know, I'm in the same boat where, yeah, then I'm like, oh, I want to, like, tear the whole thing down and, like, re-weld every joint and do all that. And then mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah. Then at the same time, I'm like, you know... At least at this point, I've got the uh, time on it to where it hasn't broken on me yet. To where now it's like it's kind of giving me some confidence. Where I'm like, yeah, I don't need. Oh yeah, I'll just survive that. They're not the prettiest things in the world, mm-hmm. and I'll move on. It doesn't. They don't all need to be. I, I was telling. <laughs> no. I, you know, you know my little buddy Jake Bean over there. He's got the little oh, yep, yep. short bed cat eye. He was over the other night, 
And, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, well network and stuff, you know, and they're like, you gotta, you know, you gotta hurry up. You gotta get jobs out faster. And he wants to get perfect. And I'm like, well, I, you know, he was talking about that. I was like, you know, depends on the job, you know? Yeah. I made these, these tubing bin holders for an assembly line last week, you know, like I just MIG welded them up, you know, like, you know, is decent. You know, they look, the welds look decent, but they weren't. Dude, I do all the weldments at work now. And I use a flux core welder, oh, no. <laughs> a Harbor Freight Chicago Electric flux oh, no. core welder, and he has me doing full weldments with this oh, wow. piece oh, yeah. of machinery. That's nice. Yeah, it is so much Those fun, just weldments. like <laughs> blowing slag everywhere. I'm just uh, like on fire from the sparks. Yep. It's like, <laughs> it's totally cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the boat. That's corporate well it's a welder yeah, isn't it cheap, right it's good <laughs> it's stuff yep exactly it's no, like it's uh... no buy me the good one please um but yeah like jake jake was saying that you know i was like dude you gotta look at the job you know like you know job a might need to be you know super nice you know yeah production yeah. job just get the thing out make it stick together yep. it's gonna hold like 15 pounds of plastic parts it's you know you don't need you know the the beautiful wave you know dimes stack of dimes and stuff you know lay it in there get some good form going get some decent little beads and get the thing out the door you know you know when when you bring that customer in that wants it perfect though that's when you get to in my opinion do the the instagram quality yeah welds well a lot of times it's usually the cost that's associated with like some of the work oh yeah that's, yeah, that guy's coming in going, yeah, I, I'm expecting to pay a bunch of money for, like, high yeah. work. These guys are like, you know, hey, we want the best work we can for the dollar, you yeah. know? So, buzz that thing out, you know? Yeah. So, you can It's like that. the the billet knuckles I machined for my truck. Those are probably the only pair that will ever be made like that because they're way too expensive to, like, if somebody wants to buy them for hour-wise of machine time, mm-hmm. I just, I took advantage of a resource I had and mm-hmm. used it. To where I had people hit me up and want quotes and like I won't even quote them because yeah, I'm like you're, like, you're not going to pay for You're this. not going to buy these because it's just the knuckle. Then yeah. you still need spindles and bearings and all. And yeah. it's like I literally just made these because yeah. I can. Yeah, they're and not like, 50 bucks more than a chunk of you know steel no. plate. You know, they're a lot more than that. More. So, yeah, it comes to those types of things where, yeah, exactly. It's yeah to get somebody to pay you know yeah they, I, it was it was one of those projects where i was like i'm gonna build these because i need them and i'm gonna use them mm-hmm. but yeah no one's you know maybe somebody would pay for them you know, there's probably somebody some might, there's you know? somebody that might but i mean i mean that's where that's where you see like kibby tech you know like that guy's getting jobs like that you know yeah, all his trailing arms he's doing high dollar stuff you know like yeah, somebody's gonna pay for that but like you're looking at a much smaller audience. I, I think my business is more for the, the guys we were 10 years ago. Yeah, kind of the start of it. The I guess in a sense, it's like I really feel kind of being in the scene of West Michigan. I don't know about you for you, but for like me, this is kind of before before our times. We kind of met in high school. Mm-hmm. But like middle school era for me... Uh, what was it? It was Spike TV and like Discovery that had like Power Block oh, yeah. and like Jesse James, Monster morning. Garage, yep. American Chopper. Literally, like those are the only shows I watched for like years. Mm-hmm. Just every single one of those. And th- yeah, I was literally just obsessed with 
you know, I'm doing something like this. I'm building something. I, you know, kind of that, like you bring it back to, you know, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, no clue how they're doing that. I have no clue how I'm going to figure out how to do that. But like, like that's what I'm going to do. Because for whatever reason, whenever I sit down in front of the TV, like this is the show I turn on. Mm -hmm. This is the only thing I want to watch to where it kind of then points you in that direction. You know, that was, you know, early teens to the point where I look back now on my path and it's like, oh, I have, you know, this truck that I built and I'm a machinist and I'm very, you know, into these mechanical things and all, you know, everything I was obsessed with, it just follows through. So kind of, I don't know for you, like same background of like kind of in that era of seeing that type of things of just seeing people Mm -hmm. really going out on their own of like making and doing their own thing. Now relating it to like here in Michigan, as I got older, the thing about it was like it seemed it's so hard to like actually find you know physically here in West Michigan, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until got old enough and got more into like a dune scene where then it was like okay, I'm a part you know there's a motorsports scene here. Yeah, there's something happening. there's something here, and there's, it's it's huge. Yeah. Where you know it's kind of bigger than what a lot of people you know. There's so many people in Michigan that don't even really realize. You know, they might have heard of the dunes or, oh, yeah, that's, that, you know, that's where the dune scooters that mm-hmm. take you on little rides are or, you know. Oh, I hear about all the time from people. Yeah, they have no clue what it is to the point it's just like, man, the amount of people that have established, you know, money and time and, uh, you know, living here and having cabins here and the toys they have to bring mm-hmm. here. And it's like the whole ecosystem of this place exists. So it's like, yeah, we have this in West Michigan, but compared to, you know, a place of like a desert or a Moab or you have, you know all these places that trying to translate that was always just like, man, how do you get involved in these things mm-hmm. to where that was for me? It was the dunes was on. It was like, it really clicked. It was like, Oh, okay. I get it. I can like build things. I can piece these things together. You know, and a big involvement was yeah. meeting you and Craig and, you know, having people like-minded interests, you know, like, mm-hmm. so like I said, it's, you kind of go down that path of, you know, you end up where, if I guess if you're lucky, you end up where you're you're seeing. So I guess to relate that back and where I'm the really long run I went there to try to get to is, you know, I guess what's the comparison of, yeah, trying to establish that here in like West Michigan, kind of a scene of off-road. And like I know in the time that I've kind of been around Silver Lake and you've been around Silver Lake, it seems it's always continuously grown and it's getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, the kind of, Seems the vibe here to me in Michigan is much more of the the DIY guy. You know, the Michigan majority mm-hmm. is people are doing stuff in the garage, building their own yeah. things, maintaining their own things, and kind of because that's kind of what the scene is. It's not really a big scene of tons of shops mm-hmm. and tons of one-off custom people. Yeah. You know, they're here and there, but... Yeah, because like I hear, you know, out in California, that's how it is. You know, you can walk down the road and there's there's car tech and there's all these shops like boom, boom, boom. You can like walk up and get all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, take your pick. You know, you can walk in and bolt on a long travel kit for whatever truck or whatever. Like, there you go. Boom. Like here, we don't have that. Everybody's out in their garage trying to build it. And I think too, we're also, you know, we're not as expensive of a state i feel like there's yeah. not the money out here as much for you know the yep. ho- housing's cheaper maybe a lot more resourceful different. yeah and then every you know there's a lot of manufacturing here too so that helps um on one side of you know the making stuff is yeah you know it's it's nice to you know when somebody wants something anodized that i can drive down 
literally a couple miles from my house and drop stuff off to an anodizer. Like I bet you a lot of places, you know, you can't do stuff like that just because it doesn't have that in the area. Oh, for sure. Up here in mirrors. I yeah, mean, everything's, you know, I'm, I mean, don't quote me. I haven't researched, but I'm going to go on a limb and say there's probably not an anodizer in town. Yeah. But I mean, you got one. Yeah. You got one within an hour or so. Of, but you yeah, know, you could live, you know, in the middle of whatever state and have no, we don't even have that. Yeah, know, true. That yep. stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so I think that that really helps in both scenarios there. You know, the, the manufacturing helps, you know, bring costs down was more where I was getting at. And then I can push that on to, you know, making parts, you know, I, every day I got emails and stuff from guys building trucks, you know, Hey, I made this frame plate, this mount, this, you know, hoop, this thing, whatever. And they're sending me measurements and I'm cutting it and putting it and I'm mailing it to them and they can put it on and do it. And then I've also, I bet over half my business is actually shipping stuff to California. Oh half yeah. Half the off-road stuff. Well, because that scene is so out big there. out there. Yeah. I think, well, I think, I think one there, you know, we're a manufacturing state. We don't have the higher prices, so I can probably come in with a little yeah. better overhead, you know, than, than what maybe the same guy can do out there. You know, I've talked to guys, steel prices are more money out there than here. So I'm like, cool. You okay. know, I can kind of, yeah. I can kind of save all these DIY guys some more money based off the fact that I'm probably in one of the best spots in the country as, as far, far as, as getting sort you resources. Oh yeah. Are I mean, I, I talk to guys all the time and they're like, you know, have some stuff laser cut, you know, when it's high, high quality quantity to make it worth it, you know, so I don't have to cut it and, you know, it'd be a plasma finish, you know, so like those captured nut plates I made, you know, I uh, have made like a thousand at a time. You know, I can call like six laser shops and I've talked to guys out there that are like, what? I got like one and like, they do a terrible job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no, there's literally like within a couple blocks of my, you know, a couple mi- square miles of my house, like probably half a dozen. And that's okay. just the ones I know about. There's tons of places that are just small, you know, five man shops that, oh, they got five by 10 laser in the back. It'll do three eights. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess if the amount of there is the amount of manufacturing in West Michigan, you know, just West Michigan in general, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, my manufacturing and job jumping has led me all and up and down the lakeshore i've mm-hmm. worked in different industry yeah there's all sorts of different industries of manufacturing it's it is kind of yeah you know at least you know especially more west michigan as far as like kind of the smaller shop kind of vibes mm-hmm. there's so many types of there's a ton of it yeah i mean i'm right now i'm in i'm in probably a dozen uh you know, large companies that I'm doing random little things for that they're just nope. calling. And I, I, I'm hoping that is something that picks up, you know, more of the small shop thing, because I see the big shops tend to kind of follow the same thing where they, you know, they grow and they grow and they grow and then corporate takes over and then they turn into like a big expensive paperwork company. Yep. And then, you know, it's hard to get anything. The, the overhead is, you, got, you know, five days of paperwork to get a part out when it used to take a yep. day, you know, and now lead times and they're like, you know, well, we got to have the paperwork and stuff. So it's like, I kind of hope that, you know, this, you know, we've got YouTube, we've got, you know, they call it, you know, like the, uh, what do they call our generation, you know, like the information age, you know, like millennials. We can, 
Yeah, but like this age is like the age of information. Like, oh, you know, okay, the age were, when the internet. When our parents were kids, like they couldn't get the information. Like, you could yeah. just hop on. Oh, okay, you know, yeah, and yeah, learn yeah. how to run a mill. Like, if like if yeah, I bought one tomorrow, I could probably crazy. be making chips by the end of the day. Yeah, there is. I know there is software. There's Cam software that's free. You can download, and there's an entire YouTube series that literally covers. I mean, there's hundreds of videos on how to use this software. And if you spent, I mean, there's videos to where, yeah, it'll take you right. You can make the same part he does on the video. If you follow the same steps, it's like, here you go. Do this, do this, do this. Follow my, follow my thing. And yeah, 30 minutes, you bought this mill and now you're making it. And it's, you know, then a guy takes off and excels at that and goes, oh, wow, I can actually whip stuff out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my overhead is super cheap and I can outbeat this, uh big huge shop and And that's that's my everyday man i I get into places and they're like that's it that's all you want i'm like i'm like dude i i like actually mark that up double what i normally mark up like material or something you know i like i'll I'll quote a bid for like a bigger company and as as i've been progressing you know and you know i'm trying to work a little less to you know make the same money i think yeah you're letting that experience and knowledge you start building your name i think a little bit and then you finally i think you can get to a point you know i'm i think i'm kind of getting close to there where i can kind of pick and choose so i'm you know i'm charging a little more you know i think being a little more fair to myself i'm not having to undercut like crazy to get the get the money well a lot of it is it's getting to the point where the rate goes up when the experience goes up. Yeah. I mean, you're in the, in the overhead, you know, I, I yeah. buy a press break. So yeah, you know, my hourly rate bumps up a few more bucks. Every time I buy a new machine, you know, or that, or something, you know, something costs me more money or, or yeah, I learn more. Yep. You know? Yeah. And you can go, okay, this, yeah, it kind of is the balance of this used to take me an hour to produce, but now I'm going to buy this piece of equipment because yeah. I'm selling so many, it's going to let me produce these in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But to offset the cost of buying this machine, yeah, yeah, I'm going to bump that number up. So, yeah, now I can charge a little more, but I can get the stuff out faster. I'm quicker. Like last night, I made these aluminum covers for A&A. And, you know, a year ago, if you'd asked me to TIG weld those corners, it'd have been like, uh, you know, it's going to be this chicken garbage, you know, chicken scratch welding on there. And it's going to take me four hours because I'm going to grind it off and weld it again. And, you know, last night, you know, I just, I didn't even dip my tungsten. I just... Did three of them, boom, four, yeah. you know, four two-inch edges on each one times three panels, and it was done in like fifteen minutes. I was like, "This is awesome. This would have been two, three hours of work." So really, yeah, you get the experience. Now I can charge a little more, but I just got all three of those done in the same time. I maybe would have got one done. So you probably end up saving people the more. Well, and that's do, what I mean. You know? The yeah. the offset cost is yeah. You are y- your your rate is going up, but yeah you're you're being more efficient you're getting things done sooner you're getting more work done in that hourly rate Mm -hmm. so it's that is the progression of offset of you know yeah that's the reward of that's where i kind of was saying back where you know you get those stages where hopefully you get to look back and you do you get those realizing moments whatever if someone says something you just you just realize where you go wow you know yeah exactly wow a year ago mm-hmm. i would have been in here for four hours it would have been horrible it sucked mm-hmm. you know and probably because that situation happened you you spent four hours doing some crap well you you thought sucked and you wanted mm-hmm. you know there's that you know i guess it's that drive of you know some there's the difference in people some people are gonna put that on there and go sweet got paid off the door and 
I not do the psychoanalyzing of, you know, mm-hmm. how could I have done better at this? Yes. What what needed to get done? They just mm-hmm. go, sweet, got paid, moving yep. on. They're not going to learn where, you know, then you might, it, it seems more you take that home of, man, okay. I oh, I'm on the phone all night. Yeah, I'm, I'm I could have done that better. Buddies, yeah. you know that. You know, I went to like Fabtech and PRI last year. I met so many cool, to, cool people. Like, yeah. awesome well, and I think the point of that being is, it's I think that's like a very crucial, important part of of doing anything that you're gonna do is mm-hmm. is that having that. Oh yeah, you got to have the hard times. I think to to yep. to know when you have the better. Yup, and well, and even. It's. I think you got to have that mental ability to just evaluate yourself constantly. Mm-hmm. Of of constantly, you know. I think if you're not evaluating your skill set of how to, you know, how to, I'm going to rate that. You know, at the end of everything I do, I'm going to rate it mm-hmm. and you know dissect it and scrutinize. Yep. And I could have done this better next time. Do this. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and I I feel I'm the same like minded person, and that's how I operate. Yep. And then you see some people that literally you know lay down the biggest booger they walk away and it's like are you, it. are you done yeah it's well it's sweet yep and you're like nope i gotta seriously I gotta that. <laughs> yeah you're like exactly you're like yeah it's like and then it's six years later the same story happens and you're like dude I've, seen, I've watched you weld for six years and you're still, still doing, doing the same <laughs> <laughs> the welds look the same yep and the, yeah i mean i'm in not any position to necessarily talk either but at the same time it's like every well yeah it's like oh that's a good one and then my confidence goes to the roof and then the next one i slip and i slide and Mm -hmm. i dip and it's like "Ah, okay there you go you still suck it's like (laughs) yeah yeah and it go you know i've told i've told other buddies before like you know I, i find like as i become better at doing things people are like shy to show me the things they work on yeah, and maybe they don't want like, the don't judgment. Look at my, I'm like, dude, I don't care as long as, you know, I was like, yeah. that looks good. You know, it looks, it doesn't need to be, inst- like I said earlier, you know, yeah. they don't all need to be insta-welds, you know, they can, you know, or, or parts. No, it's kind know. of the, the world we live in, it of is, like false is. realities. Yes. Of, you know, it doesn't, you know, everything in life doesn't have, you know, yeah. filters and, and all this stuff on it, you know. So, like, do what you can, you know, try to make it so it's strong and, and, and call it a day, but don't. Don't make me not look at your stuff just because, yeah. like, ah, like I'm not gonna come up and start talking shit about your, <laughs> your, you know, your welds. Like that's the last thing I'm gonna do, unless it's like at SEMA. Like if I, I feel like if I was gonna go to SEMA this year until I got canceled. I feel like I, that's where I'd be like, okay, you powder coated that and brought it to SEMA. I get to maybe jab now, but <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got hit up last year by a company. To bring my truck to SEMA. No, it was all on my dime. They weren't gonna like pay for it. I don't think yours has the quality that I'm talking well, about. You've seen the you've seen the like No, I I have a couple things on my truck. But you've seen the trucks where it's like the whole okay. frame is like these gobs of like Christmas I know tree I know that I <laughs> my truck's at least proven itself. Yeah. I know that. But it's so they hit me up and they said, We got a booth, we want your truck here. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. And I was like, Okay, cool, are you gonna pay for gas and like all that? And they said, We have a hotel for you. You just gotta get here. And I went, Uh yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> and but a bit you know, some of it I was just like, you know, like I said, I was like, No, nah, I'm just really not in a place. I don't need to go stick my vehicle in a in a place that like yeah. that's not when I built that. It's you know, I'm not a person that was on a level or that was my goal when I was building it. And ultimately, it was like, yeah, that's not happening because I don't need my soul crushed. 
I don't need to find a picture of my truck online. Like somebody crawled in and found that be- one spot. Because that that's the thing is, yeah, you know, I, I know every square inch of that truck yeah. and it's like, there are, yeah, exactly. It's like, there's some ugly stuff in there. Where in exactly this is like, eh, it's only ugly in my mind. Nobody yeah. else knows what it looks like. It's yeah. going to stay that way. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's things too, where it's like, you know, it's structurally say I'm, I'm good with it, but it's, it's kind of the world we live in of like, I look at that too, and it's something I'm super proud of because that's the process. You know, I look at that. That's six years of process of me working at something Mm -hmm. to make something. And, you know, that literally is, yeah, internet knowledge, applying it, and trying and just repeating over and over to where then I'm doing my thing. But then, at you know, it it does kind of sucks. You get those. You It happens. You get the comments where it's like, oh, who – you know, I've yeah. been places that's like, oh, who in the hell welded this? And I'm looking at it's like, <laughs> me, why, what's up? Oh, nothing. And you're like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a bummer for the aspect. It's like, man, that was like six years ago when I welded that. And that was like the third time mm-hmm. I had ever welded anything. Yeah. Or, you know, and that it's, was how I felt when Frank had his like hand on my bumper at the house. I was yeah. like, don't look at that. You know, like, you I know, and, now I know that, you know, like, the benefit. Yeah. The benefit of being on the other side of it is it kind of gives you the compassion of, you know, mm-hmm the other people that are have something in our building and progressing. And it's, it's the same thing of like that type of stuff takes so long and so much time and so much detail, mm-hmm. you know, and that's ultimately the thing. Yeah. That truck is the first, you know, thing of that caliper I've built. It's not like I built 20 of them Yeah, to where it's kind of, that's a, that's more of a difference I do of, the a big Michigan thing is there's a lot more I feel of that kind of vibe. There's a lot more vehicles rolling out of dudes' garages yeah, that, that aren't fully TIG welded. They're, they're not. All they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're not a show thing, yep. but they still go to the dunes and they still and they have a good time. They make people's heads pivot too. I yeah. mean, there's still some vehicles that get down and oh yeah, do some crazy things. Exactly, and it's like people just whipping this stuff in, up in the garage. Mm-hmm. You know, and now with yeah, your business and being a part of it and supporting a lot of these people, you know, I guess coming up to the dunes now, what's like kind of the vibe like, of <laughs> you know, kind of being in the dunes and getting to see customers and yeah. friends, you know, people that, yeah, exactly. Like turn into, it's like this full relationship. It's really cool. I think right now it's a little overwhelming to a point of just, I don't get out of the shop like ever. Like I never have free time. So like this year, like I had like three, vacations i went out to pennsylvania with with rich and sweaty and we went rock crawling then came back here and had two dune weekends in a row and that's like what i've done this year as like my free time so like i love coming up and talking to everyone and we talk you know i'll go you know into the store and you know see this customer or go to the dunes and, and this and and it's like at one half of me just wants to talk fab like i love talking fabrication i'll talk about it forever other half of me is like dude you literally are supposed to be trying to like enjoy yourself for like one day, like for like two days. So like stop. But uh, you know, like I feel like Shannon might sometimes get that vibe too, where she's like, can we just like go camping and just like, you not be over at like seven different sites talking to people. But then like the other half of me is like, I love it. Like I absolutely, yeah. like I get, 
I could sit and talk about anything fabrication for nonstop, you know, till I fell asleep, I think. So it's almost a weird thing where I'm hoping maybe more like down the line when I have like some more free time, hopefully, like get better at scheduling, you know, get better paying jobs, work a little less, have more free time. Then it would be, you know, less of a, you know, come up and, you know, you know, you go into this, you go in the do land and then, you know, I, I talk to them and then I go across the street and like talk to somebody there and then talk to somebody over yeah. here and talk to somebody over there. The nice thing about up here is it's all so small that it's not like you're yeah. covering a lot of distance. So no, <laughs> everyone's no, you're not, right here. No, you can literally like, I, you can just like walk around almost like yep. you kind of have to have the vehicle. Like I feel like, you know, if I was just like meandering town, people might not recognize me unless I had like my oh, yeah. shirt on. Well, that's you know? definitely true. The amount so, like, of people as long that as you I have your vehicle, you know, like you know, then so the amount of people that it's like, yeah, how many people do you know by their Instagram name versus their real name in oh, the dune out in the dunes? I, that it's, actually, you said the the customer thing. Like sometimes, um, uh, I just had Fritz the other day. It's got the 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 blue F one fifty single cab with like the method wheels on it. Yep, uh, yep, like, yep, yep. The, it, like the Raptor looking front yep. end on it. So he was up that that day you were out there when it was yeah rainy I was up there and talking stuff. with him yeah and uh, like he's bought some parts from me before but I've never like you know like I don't recall meeting him before so okay. I'm like shoot when he was like you know like See? I bought parts from you and I'm like <laughs> now I feel terrible because like am I supposed to know or like you could just say like you know oh you know I had the blue truck. Well, and then I might be like, oh. what's funny about what you just said there is you said, you know, Fritz, and I literally had no clue who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And See, then you went, told you, the name, you yeah. were like the blue truck, the one that looks like a Raptor. I went, oh, I was out there literally five days ago in the dunes with him talking yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Literally, I was exactly. like, oh, that's Fritz. Okay. Yeah. Mental note. Yeah. Blue Raptor truck. I talked to him yep. multiple times. That's Fritz. Yep. <laughs> And like we weren't friends on Facebook and stuff, so I like I obviously didn't see that, you know. So I was like, okay. So you just you don't always see people's faces when you know oh, yeah. their pictures are pictures of their trucks on the internet. So I'm like, okay. And I can't follow everybody. That's a thing I run into too now. Yeah, I follow like 2,500 pages. Shannon like made a comment. That she's like, you follow. And I was like, I know. And I've I gone through and tried I'm deleting not, mine. I'm not seeing things. Well, most of mine's fabrication stuff. That's the and problem. You like, start going through I'm the like, list, I don't and you're like, delete these. <laughs> Yeah, you're but, like, oh, no, I'm super interested in this project yeah. this guy's got going. And then somebody will be like, oh, did you see that thing I was making? And it's like someone I've followed for a long time and like used to see their stuff a lot. And I'm like, no. And I'll go on their page. and I'm like, I haven't seen any of this stuff. Like, it's I've not seen any algorithms. of these posts, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, uh, like, I want to follow all the metal fabrication pages. But then I like, I want to follow all the customers, too. But then you're like, I can't. Yep. you know and it pumps it does out. get to the you know i do think about that something with like the social media side i'm because like with with like my personal one i'm at a point where it's like i'm i'm definitely like manageable with like people that message me and like talking and like a lot of people that are like building trucks that message me and like for whatever th- reason think i'm like master fabricator but they don't know like i built my whole truck with a four and a half inch grinder mm-hmm. like yeah oh no i just made that up or oh no like i just tried it the first one sucked i rebuilt it that one sucked and then like i got it right on this one or there's there's enough of those people where it is manageable at but at times then at sometimes it's not Mm. where like Mm -hmm. maybe i have one video that like 
does very well. And I always feel obligated, yeah, to like respond to people and get back to people, especially like DMs. DMs are a little more different than a comment. But like there's been a few times where it's been like a little overwhelming where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I did not expect that. And then I just kind of think to that point, it's like there's there's got to be a point probably just healthily, I guess, it's you, you just can't do that. You just can't. Oh, I, like can't. I, I, Which then kind of... It gets to a thing where I think it's like, man, I kind of like, it's this thing that you do over a period of time where it's like, oh, this is really cool. And you're sharing, you're building this thing. And that's, it's almost like the internet is unlimited. So you can just build this. People are building like their own kind of niches. Mm-hmm. You know, literally you can just get involved in these things and find these communities and groups, meet these people. Oh, okay. Well now I'm going to meet up in real life because I've been following you forever yeah. and we do these things and. But at the same time, it's so easy to get involved into so many things. Oh, yeah. So then you're like, yeah, exactly. How do yeah. I keep track? There's so many groups. There's so many things. Yeah. And I want to do it all. I, I yep. love, I got the, the 3D printers printing right now at, at home. You know, like it's doing stuff. <laughs> Dude, like- Craig, Craig, Craig is a, is a good buddy of ours. And Craig texted me this morning. He was listening to the Paramotor podcast. He's been to me all day. Oh, yeah. Day. He told me. He He's told been me all day. He about that. We're, he, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, sometime next summer, me and Craig are going to be paramoting with Jim and Alex. Yep. Yeah, he just said that. I was, he asked me what I was doing today. He's about to, he swings out of the shop sometimes. He's and I was all like, oh, about I'm it. Up. I was like, I'm heading up to Nate's to do that podcast. He's like, oh, I was actually just texting him about the, about the parasailing thing. I was like, oh, I haven't, I, I haven't listened to that one yet. I got Dude, you. That's so funny. that's my problem. Part of this podcast is, well, and you know me, I get, I'm very easily interested in everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to try everything, and it's, and I tend to do it, but it's, I I get into things, and then I either decide to go like crazy hundred percent, or I give it up like immediately, yeah. and then like immediately find like the next thing mm-hmm. to like do, and I've always been that way, and unfortunately, like all the really attractive things are all like the really expensive individual like sport, you know, it's like, like you really got to spend a lot of time on that. One uh, thing. Yeah. You know, of, of racing dirt bikes. Okay. Racing dirt bikes is cool, but to race dirt like, bikes and to have like, a truck like and like your whole, yes, like, the whole you thing gotta work out and you got to ride every day and yeah. you got to like do all this stuff. Like, it's so part of this committed. podcast was trying to live vicariously. I'm like, I you like know that. what? I'm going to have this podcast. I'm going to bring guests on that do really cool stuff that, Maybe I would, you know, oh, I would be super cool to do, but I get to live a little vicariously through them because I need to just, you know, I'm committed to the doing thing right now. This is what I'm doing and I have a ton of fun doing it and mm-hmm. it's, I've got my means figured out. And then the second guess I have on is the paramotorist and I'm literally like in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I have to do this, <laughs> dude, I have like, I have paramotors saved in my marketplace on Facebook right now. And I've been like reading on some forums and I've been watching these like, I'm all about it and like but secretly I've just been like holding this in my head like waiting cuz I do this thing now where I'm like I got to hold on to ideas in my head and I try to wait for them to kind of like fade like let the like the initial let the fairy tale yeah. emotions and yep. excitement go away before I say anything. Well, this has been lingering since I did that episode where I'm like dude, I so want to fly <laughs> one of those paramotors. And Craig blows my phone up this morning. Yeah, he's listening. He goes when are we going paramotoring? We're getting one of these. It's like, ah, shit. Okay. Now, and he's been blowing up all day. It's like, I told Shelby this morning, I was just like, yeah, me and Craig are probably getting into paramotoring. I think, I think it's going to happen. That's great. 
So this podcast now, literally, my thought all day is just like I'm gonna be broke by the fifth episode. I'm gonna have, <laughs> I'm gonna have no. I'm gonna be doing every hobby every person comes oh, no. on. <laughs> nope, you'll find it. there's not enough time. That's the. I, I that's sure. the problem. I wish there was more time in a day. Most most yeah. days, I hate I, I hate that. That's a lot of me moving up here is is kind of that. I got to a point of. The amount of time, you know, and how I was focusing my time was not really how I wanted yeah. to. And, you know, changing changing lifestyles and getting up here and, you know, really living. Yeah, it's like I've I've 100% me and Shelby have dedicated like, all right, we're going to like totally live this like Dune lifestyle to where it's, you know, it's looking back on the work we've done to like get here and like live it. It's like cool, but that it has. It's taken like I gave up racing dirt bikes. I mm-hmm. gave up, you know, financially like making sacrifices mm-hmm. in other areas to do this one thing where now that we're here, it's like, Oh, I'm glad we made these decisions. Yep. It's, it's, you know, it's a little easier. It's more manageable. We get to do it more often because we're not, you know, back racing bikes. It was every weekend I was gone somewhere. You know, I'm riding mm-hmm. two, three days a week. I'm somewhere where now it's like, well, the dunes are two miles away. So I'll go rip some laps and yep. come home. And this is what we do. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think that's why like my blazer has never progressed into like a real like hardcore, you know, like dune rig because I spent all that money on the shop, you know, like yeah. There's like over 100 well, grand and you tools kind of, down at the shop now, like you really your blazer took a full, I mean, it's not like it's not built. It had it's, it's a built. full prog- it's it's built, but it's like it's more of like a huge medium rig like it's very it's, it's a very solid medium like i would almost look at things. it as like you were um you were pretty much the first person to, in our like group of dune friends well besides brett who built the rock monster to, like go past to like, like the pull kit. a trigger yeah like, i'm like yeah like i'm was, gonna buy this ring and i'm gonna figure out this thing i want to do and like yeah stuff like, i'm gonna buy these yeah. custom leaf springs yeah other than yeah every our whole group up to that point had been dirt bikes quads and yeah trucks with lift kits Mm-hmm. and that was back in the days when dunes were smooth and you could drive oh, stock yeah. stuff 70 mile an hour across the dunes and yeah. that's not well, that day like anymore you, you talked with with will about the forum stuff like yeah I had twenty five thousand posts on ck5 and that i think i was like one of you know we were probably two of like four or five guys on this whole website with like thousands of people that did dunes and not rock yeah. crawling or like trails and stuff like so being there so i was like i was the black sheep there like how do you learn like if yeah I we're on, on we're on like a desert. rock crawling forum and we're from michigan yeah. where we're like rocks how big how do you have rocks as big as your truck yeah. you know <laughs> like, like i, I, I think about that when you look at like like wilkie built that first bug in his garage like with probably the same amount of tools we use to build ours but he was in that scene you know that it's out there it's been there yeah. he's around it or like you know well it could have before been he had built that if, he had already built a beam truck when he was like 15 yeah like, like we, that was his scene yeah, yeah it was just like oh, i'm gonna build a beam pickup Where, now. yeah i was like all my friends were rock crawlers so yeah. like i put a truss on the bottom of my axle and all the all the blazer guys freaked out They're yeah like, that's so stupid you know you're gonna hit up all the rocks and i'm like what rocks are you talking about in the sand dunes or like like my shock mounts hung below the axle and they were like you can't do that it'll hung up on everything i was like sand is pretty soft you know yeah like, doesn't matter so i kind of was like the black sheep of there 
you know, and then built that to where it was. And it's just like worked for so long. But I, I think I never progressed past that point. Like I never ripped the front end out and linked it or, or put beams under yeah. it or something, something like, I, you know, maybe if I had a, you know, if I'd have been on race desert instead of CK five, you know, maybe I'd have taken that. Yeah. Path. That was definitely my big, my big direction change is once I started spending more time on, well, in my background of like, bike, like literally my problem is like, I cannot get in on anything and like not flat foot it. Not mm-hmm. like literally it's like, what's the top speed yeah. of anything. And that's like my thing where, yeah, you were already mentioning your cautiousness. Oh yeah. Is yeah. Growing up, we were definitely very different. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. that's a big difference between the two of us of, mm-hmm. uh, I think, yeah, that type of, when it comes to like, Maybe, you know, my biggest, I, you know, I really look back and I think of like, I think the most addictive thing that I've ever been addicted to in life is like adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I literally have like, oh, yeah, spent, you like that way more. I've spent my life trying to like being in a, being in like a flow state, being in a state of mind where you're, you're getting that adrenaline drip, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, the same of when I gave up bikes, the only reason I gave up bikes after 20 some odd years is because like it was way easier and safer to get the drip out of the truck. Like yeah. it's, I sense. can get that same rush, but now I'm in a cage. I'm in a five mm-hmm. point, you know, I'm that, which is also, I do think about as a big, I think of this, you know, knock on wood. I nothing serious to date yet, but I think at times I'm so used to like ragdolling a dirt bike and like just abusing yourself that in that truck, I had this like Superman mind state that I'm like, no matter the accident that happens, I'm in a five point harness in a cage and I'm going to be safe and it's going to yeah. be no problem, which at times then I, I've done a few things where I'm like, yeah, no, that's you're, <laughs> you're like going to die. <laughs> Don't. So, yeah, no, I, I hear you there. I, even when I put my cage in and it's not, you know, like it, it should be tied to the body better when I put it in and stuff, it still needs to be tied better. Yeah. And, but as part of that, tears, but like, I put that in and I had that same feeling. I was like, oh, we can, you know, yes. when it, when I was in the blazer and it had no cage and it just was like the top was off in the back, I was like, oh my God, there's like some rusty A-pillar sheet metal. Yeah, holding this thing goes this, over. Yeah, I am done. Like you saw the A-pillars when we fixed yeah. them. Like there was nothing on the driver A-pillar. I was like, there's no structure to this roof right now. Like, so like I took it easy. And then as soon as that cage went in, it was like, yep. I think the uh, a benefit of like kind of our, you know, maybe to paint the picture of so Craig, we've mentioned him a few times. Craig is another friend of ours that, you know, kind of after high school, the three of us kind of came together. It was it literally was one weekend. You and I went over to his house and we didn't leave for like three years. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like every weekend we were there all weekend. And yeah, and we you lived there for a bit. And- yeah, it got to the point where I was I pretty much became homeless and then craig was like i have a bedroom next to mine you could be my roommate yep. and i moved in yeah, and, and then i was there from friday through sunday or, or yeah if it, it, or more if it was possible so and it literally was three i mean when i moved in there i think i might have been 20 i don't think i was 21 yet yeah so i wouldn't have been either then. so i believe maybe craig might have been 21 me and you were 20 yeah when we first moved in or when yeah, i first it, moved yeah. in and it Every single weekend, Friday till Sunday night, was Trucks. in the garage 
or at the dune. doing something with tra- yeah or two tracking yeah or- either using some sort of motor vehicle yeah out oh, in the yeah. two tracks in manistee forest or mm-hmm. in the dunes or getting something ready to go to the dunes or getting craig was is still to this date somehow people just give him free vehicles <laughs> that is true and <laughs> it would just be a saturday afternoon and someone would roll in the driveway and go i don't want this vehicle anymore craig you want it and you go does it run yeah and we'd and go jump it all. Then weekend. we'd go jump it and do burnouts and <laughs> until it was broken or yep. we had to do a little bit of fixing or but probably I, just broken. I think back of the the freedom that we had in that era of we also had you know kind of all maybe the the mindset of yeah, be, you know, between Craig's well-equipped garage and the fact that yeah, we had three days every weekend that the three of us were literally together every day mm-hmm. to just like work on projects. Oh, it yeah. was, we would wake up at Saturday, cook the biggest breakfast. And then literally it's like, or there was a while me and Craig turned into like buying a vehicle every weekend where it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, we got to drive over here and pick this yeah. thing up and then yeah, get home and then and get that. He still got that blue blazer with the inline six, but the, <laughs> the, just the amount of, you know, I don't want to say they were it was wasted, but the the amount of things and vehicles that went through the garage and the the things that we did of, you know, I think really it allowed it's kind of like that searching niche of what same thing of like our mindset is yeah it's like oh I want to build things I want to build mm-hmm. cool stuff like oh this figuring is, out what what it was we wanted to do trying to yeah we're trying to find this you know the three and the three of us together being able to do it it was it was just constantly motivating of like we would, you know, one, the three of us would spend one Saturday working on, you know, one person's mm-hmm. vehicle to then it was like, okay, well next Saturday it's my turn and yep. we're going to get this done on my thing. And you know, that progression level of exactly being close to the dunes. I honestly don't know how some of these people, some of you listeners that live like three hours away. Yeah. Nope. Wouldn't do it. I would not be into the dunes. I I'd be like into whatever was close. And I maybe it's just because we're saying that because we did grow up here. Yeah. We did live. We do. Yeah, it's 40, we grew up close. Forty five minute drive or so for me. So yeah, growing up from where we grew up, it, it's always been within forty five minutes, and it's always kind of been, you know, a big part of at least our friendship and a lot of people that we hang out with to the date. Mm-hmm. You know, still the dunes is a part of everybody's. But yeah, exactly. Nah, I just forgot what I was thinking of. Oh, um, well, going back to like Craig. Oh, so yeah, Craig shop like that. That taught us, you know, kind of what we were looking for. I also think we spent every dollar we had on that. Pro- like what we got done in a weekend. Oh, was yeah. basically what we could afford from getting paid that week. I was so, it was, but it was like we were making like two, three hundred dollars a week. So it was oh like, no, at the time I was like working one part. I had been like getting my machinist job. And I was starting to just get into like a little bit of overtime. Make, well, so at the time, making the most money I'd ever made. Mm-hmm. And I had no debt and no responsibilities. And yeah, Craig's house was literally like free fest for like anything with a motor was like strongly encouraged mm-hmm. to once. It was almost like, hey, I'm thinking about when are we going? we should make this thing into a vehicle and go down the two tracks and then we'd like go buy that that uh truggy and like work on that like we'd work on it for like a couple weeks and like be like i don't like this that filled the weekend and then we'd be like okay 
Next project. Next project. Let's build something else. And like that yep. thing's still sitting out there, I think. <laughs> but it's it's those types of things of yeah, it's you know, it's looking back on it and moving forward. And you know, the thing that I think about with the thing like we were saying with so many people being and you know, I think that is like the Michigan scene. It's almost any group that I talk to where you meet people, there's that you know, there's that group of people. It's generally, you know, it's either, yep, these guys grew up or, you know, it's, you know, it's get into like your, your family's history of the dunes, you know, your dad and Dane and Brett have, you yeah. know, it's really been like their, the, their influence on, you know, coming up to the dunes for as long as they have really is what's influenced us to do, mm-hmm. you know, forever. We did everything identical, exactly yeah, the same we way they did. Camping the same weekends with them and always did, you know, Labor Day Memorial weekend. You know, I've been doing that up until this summer, camping at that same at Silver Hills, camping at the same place since I was born. Every Labor Day Memorial weekend forever. We just tried the state park now for reasons but yeah it was it's just like part of me you know yeah but you know i i think too you know it's it's fun now like when we got into you know being at craig's that we we could kind of start our own thing you know we could go when we wanted or yep. you know we don't necessarily have to do the same thing that you know well and so yeah but, the craig era was well it really came down to we got booted we used to, it came down to we got booted in the from the campground we could we oh yeah we had to for reasons <laughs> undisclosed we were no we had to camp in the back circle as far away as possible yeah. from the other yeah. group to know be yeah. not known associates so of they them because <laughs> we were being stupid we were only not too stupid we were yeah <laughs> just some twenty year olds camping at the dunes yeah. with, with yeah a about, hot dogs about a loaf of bread and a bag of chips yep. And, yep. Good times back no, then. That was good times. Uh, that was fun. That was the era of uh, the voucher line era. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's crazy to think back that, yeah, when we, I think like the peak of our our time really coming up here of like, it was like, no matter what life of holiday of me and you would take Friday off of work, roll up here, get campsite Thursday night. Go 5 a.m., wake up, start playing the whole musical oh Cars gosh. game to do the voucher line thing and get cool. set up. And one year we brought the van up and brought that the griddle fun. and we're making pancakes. And that year was kind of fun. That was like a party. You know, I look back on it. There's I hear a lot of people a lot like complain about like it. There's always, you know, it's never good enough the area oh, yeah. that you're in. So yeah. it's always, you know, now that we don't have vouchers. You know, people, people miss that. I have I have actually heard a few people. Oh, I wish the too. vouchers would come back. Or I've heard it's like I I'm glad the vouchers are gone. And I just literally look back as like I li- you know the amount of memories is like man I I can remember every holiday. I have all these stories. And yeah, it's like maybe it's because we were you know uh, 17, 18, 19. So like it was I don't know. I thought playing musical chairs, you know, musical cars at five a.m. was fun. You know, maybe for the first year or two, about yeah. third or four, it was kind of getting yeah. old. But it's kind of that era where. At the time, yeah, it's like, oh, this kind of sucks. But it, but looking back on it, it's just like, man, it, it that doesn't even happen anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It used to be a thing of you would drive past that line in the morning, you know, Saturday, Friday morning. Go look you around. Would, you would get your vouchers and then go cruise back down the line and see how many miles long it yeah. was and just like. Have that somebody was, bring you food while you were waiting in exactly, line. That was something. like part of yeah. the holiday weekend where now it's. Yeah. 
I think it probably made the dunes a little more special to us. Like you got in and it was like a big ordeal. Like, well, and the, the thing too is like you had your time. Like yeah, you had your little time stamp where it was like, like you had to get in at this time, you know. So like it revolved around that. Where now it's a lot more relaxed, which I like it. I like it more relaxed yeah. personally, you know. Like, but I, I maybe as a kid. Growing up, waiting in the voucher lines and stuff, it was like you know that excitement. Of that, like, yeah, what and that's comes what I from mean. All this, be- like my Black memory Friday of that shopping, was that it, know, to like, me it was always exciting. I just remember being around people, like kind of complaining and being like, "This is freaking awesome." We're, I mean, yeah. it was we're sitting, we would be sitting in a vehicle and just watching trucks roll yeah. by. You know, but that's it's thinking back on it. That's the era that I go, "Oh, what did I have back then?" Like. At that time, I didn't even have a vehicle. Yeah, I was driving in the stock dunes. Vehicle, you know. Well, at that time, we were driving. We were riding with Steve. Yeah, Neither of yeah, us even had a thing. Stock, yeah, it is coming. So it was just you know. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have the. So yeah, we got to do the ooh and the ah. You know. So that was yeah. That was part of was the excitement. Was oh half the fun of why I come up here is to sit in the voucher line to watch you know the people mm-hmm. cruising by and see what's up here and yeah. see who's here. Now it's more about the like okay let's let's get in and have some fun like I'm ready to have yeah have fun now. Yeah, and that is that's where I say it. it's really like uh just that evolution of you know you I find it with how much I go out there. It's like I go out there and there's literally people that. I see every time I go out there, you know, the mm-hmm. where it's just like, man, I know I come out here a lot. And if I see you every, either we're coming out here the exact same time. Yeah. Or it means you're probably coming out here even more than I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then the amount of people that are like that, we're just like, it's just so crazy how it's just this focal point right here in this tiny little place in West Michigan where it's, it just seems, uh, it seems hard to describe. It is. It is weird. It's, I mean, it's, it's totally unlike I think any anything else. Just like you were you were talking with with Will, you know, like I've heard all the the same thing about, you know, you know, the Cali guys come here and they're like, "Wow, there's a lot of trucks and there's a mm-hmm, lot, you know." Yeah. It's, you know, that's just how it is. It's it's or like you mentioned like they didn't want like to air down your 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 Yeah, like a regular to like drive it out and we're like, "Why? Like street tires work great." Like, you know, Yep. Why is it? Why can't you do that? Lots of people do that. People, you know, people bring like that challenger out there. So it's just a totally different place compared to I think anywhere else. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I always describe it kind of as like it's like the biggest car like uh non-genre car show yeah. like ever but yeah. everyone's like driving the vehicle yeah. in the car show oh, yeah where do you see where do you come out like for my blazer buddies you know the, like you know they'll come out from all over the country yeah the, the rock little, crawling guys that come thing, here and, you know they'll come out here and they'll be like holy crap look at that first gen blazer you know like it's spotless They're like look at that and like i've seen that truck a thousand times because it's been here every summer forever so yeah. it's really cool because like every time i've gone rock crawling Every vehicle comes out like beat up. Like, <laughs> yeah, ruined. that's a like, brutal. I'm like, why'd you guys put a new cab on that? Like, <laughs> you just hit it into a tree. Like, now you need. Now they're like, yeah, I think I'm gonna put some new doors on it before next time. I'm like, why? Just leave it. Like, yeah, just like, smash you it. You come out here and it's like, I've that like that guy's like, oh yeah, I built that like that huge black blazer that I'm like 44 inch boggers. Uh, like, yep, yep. Out of the 80s. I talked to that guy once when I was 
you know, blazer was still stock. And I was talking to him one day and he's like, yeah, I bought this brand new in 1983. Uh, two weeks later, it looked like this and it's got 30,000 miles on it. Yeah. Like that blazer, he put a 454 big block in it. I put those 44 inch boggers on it, geared them, did like the anti wraps and like all that stuff. It's still like super 80s, like the 80s, like light bar and everything. And like, he's like, yep. So it's like things are like time capsules. Like yep. where, where else do you actually see that? You know, for, yeah. for this stuff, you see that for cars, you know, hot rod stuff all the time. Yep. But like you can't, you know, I think hot rods are cool, but I don't know if I could ever have like a pristine cool hot rod because like yeah i want to use it and then like, i don't know what to do with there? it like i don't know what to do with it like at least you can like bring it to the dunes you can have a little fun and like get on them and not destroy them you know yep. yeah maybe you gotta replace some things or grease some things but like you're not you're not destroying it where i, I couldn't just have a, hot, a cool muscle car and just like let it sit there Yep. well and a big you know the thing for me with silver lake being like uh a person that like I really like need that adrenaline fix. It's one of those things where I've never really gotten into like uh like cars or like anything on the street for the aspect of like oh this is illegal I don't want you know tickets mm-hmm. and this and that. And I th- and then I look at like what Silver Lake is and you know other than the beach and the directional zones there's you know zones and areas up there when the time's right you know like certain vehicles that are capable of you know doing yeah crazy things and you're out there. Where there's times I'm out there, like even by myself, and I'm just like flying across stuff, doing stuff, where I'm like, this is totally like legal, easy to do. It's right next door to my house. Like just getting that, that fix of, yeah, it's like that fix of adrenaline and just being Mm -hmm. like, it, it seems, I don't know, at times to me, it seemed, you know, it's, for me, the use I get out of it, I, I feel like the cost of the stickers, like I feel bad of like, man, I'm out there. I, I use this place so much. Like, oh, how is this like free? How is this? No, com- not free. Compared to somebody else that like buys the sticker once. Yeah, up. Like, exactly. Like Sweaty just came out from New Jersey, bought all the stickers, all the stuff. For one weekend. And went in for two days and drove back home and won't be back. Like, ouch. Yep. You know? you know and like the sticker prices are so strange at like every place you go it's like yeah here we've got the three stickers you have to buy and i think even if you're out of state it's like a different cost yeah. it's like a little bit more but you're like around almost 50 bucks yeah i think you expect that though like we went out yeah. to the rock crawling place and like i think i sp- i paid like 20 bucks because we were staying there it's yeah. like they got like but the thing was that for the year or for that weekend. I don't remember. I don't so you, remember. So like with Silver Lake, the thing about that 50 bucks is like, now you're good for the year. Yeah. So you come back all year. We're like, so Oklahoma, I was just down there and you can either pay for the day, which is 10 bucks per day, mm-hmm. or you can buy a season pass, which is like $400. Oh, wow. So you either pay for the day or you buy a season pass and that's wow. like their options. So, you know, like when I go down, I always just pay for the day. It's 10 bucks a day. Every day I then go, you know, it's like, so some, yeah. but then that's just like the difference. And I look at it, it's like, okay, well that works out. Like for me, works out sweet. Cause yeah, I go there, I dune for like two days. It costs me 20 bucks and I can go duning down there. That's great. So it's sweet. But now I think about it, it's like, man, if I was a local though, I got to buy the $400 season pass. Cause I'm going to go all the time where to be a local here and to go, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like only like 50 bucks to get into this place. Yeah. Oh. And that's where it's, that's where I say it feels like criminal to me at sometimes of 
I literally feel like I'm having way too much fun out there. I'm yeah. like, it just gives me my fix where I come back with like this biggest smile on my face, put my truck in the garage. And I'm like, all right, I'm like so chill. I'm like good now. Yeah, I'm like, like good. Got that out of me. Got it out of me. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, yeah, it's like some therapy. Mm-hmm. Go beat on an old Chevy <laughs> out in the dunes. <laughs> I think, I think. I, I just I just the different paths we grew up in, like I probably don't have the need for that fix where my fix is like making something like, like Yeah. Like you you've seen my like my stories and stuff. Like I love posting the progression of, of a, a thing from a sheet of steel to cut to draw it to program it to cut it to bend it to weld it. Like yeah. the whole process. I think start that, to finish I process. I yeah. love showing that stuff. And I like I like final I'll product. I'll get home and like build that little thing. <laughs> like, or, like put the little video together, you know, like I just kinda I, I can't do a thousand things. So like I'll just take my stories and then like plug them together and put some music over it and make a little, you know, mm-hmm. two minute video. And like I'll th- post those like every couple days or something. But like it's just fun to me to show people like the progress from beginning yeah. to end and show that it's not simple as you know here you go it's the thing like here's the thing it's done like, yep a lot of people will show just the thing and i like to show how you could get there on your own i think it gets people's wheels spinning and stuff like that yeah and i think well and that's you know, and maybe the uh, the background that the both of us do have in manufacturing and, you know, choosing that as careers, you know, like I said, it's, you know, I even, I know myself, I get very just numb to the idea of some of the things I do sometimes oh, or yeah. the things I'm making or, you know, of some of the things that I, but it's, it's in the mindset where it's just like, man, it's, it's what I've dedicated my life mm-hmm. to. I mean, it's, of course, this is, you know, that came out how yeah. I wanted it to because, it, you know, I've got just the dedication and the time into doing these things. Mm-hmm. I think I have a huge variety of things that come in. So I don't know that the boringness will, will come unless I find like that niche, like, Oh, you know, well, this company yeah. wants a hundred of these a week and I'm going to make bank and that's going to be the future. Like at that point, I'd hopefully just pay someone to do that work. But you know, like every day I'm working on who knows what. So it's, it's, you know, yesterday I bought diamond plate for the first time. Like, live on my instagram story like here we go like don't know how to i was like it's 050 thick but the diamonds are tall i was like how do i program it in for the bend radiuses and stuff i'm like i don't know how it's gonna bend so i was like yeah you know i take a guess and like met it in the middle of the thicknesses between the metal thickness and the diamond so it was like 0.09 i put in 0.09 as my bend radius and like it came out perfect and i was like oh wow that's cool like that's kind of having that like problem solving mentality of literally just going into a situation of yeah it's like well i'll figure it out along you know yeah i'm gonna figure it out along the way yeah. as soon as i get something that stops i go All right, yeah I'm, i'll figure out mm-hmm. okay what happened figure it out yep prove it out you know and that's that process that you know even for me it's taken like a lot of time to appreciate that process mm-hmm. i look at like building my truck building my truck the process of it you know, I don't I didn't really enjoy it per se. There's you know, overall there's a large mm-hmm. percentage of of building it I didn't enjoy as far as like you know, I, I put timelines on myself, I put too much pressure on myself, mm-hmm. I, I made standards too much, you know, I constantly made these timelines that I missed every one mm-hmm. because of life and expenses and just the whole entire time where 
you know, the whole idea, the problem though, was I was like dreaming this goal where it was like, okay, I want to get there. And that is, yeah, my thing is like, I, I'm, get to I'm focusing on the thing. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I know the steps I need to do in my mind. Okay. But it's like, mm-hmm. I'm running ahead. I'm like, I got to get there. Okay. And then it's like, oh no. Okay. No, you got to. It's going to take, you got to get this done. Yeah. And you got to make this place. You got to get this done. So it's, that's always been kind of my struggle to where, yeah, I've been much more of always, yep, the, this is what I'm going to go do. Yep. I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to figure it out. And yeah, if it's, if it, you know, the, if it's a little too challenging, that's those types of things. But at the same time, it's, that is where I come from. I think, uh, being so curious and trying so many things, I kind of like just yeah. I I'm I'm willing to try a lot of things, but I'm very easy to like disassociate quick. Of mm-hmm. you know, I think, and maybe that's I just feel I really know. I spend a little time. I go, yeah, no, I know I'm out. Like, like you don't like this. Like, like I know like if I do this. this for three more weeks, four yeah. more weeks, invest a little yeah. more time, it's just like nah, like. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, I think I think like I enjoy finding those things like the bead rolling. Like you got to be kind of nuts to like enjoy bead rolling. Yeah, because like it is so time consuming to like do nice. And probably not honestly like that good physically on you like bent feeling over. why. Yeah, yeah like, like you're you're gonna be sore when you're like, done. Yeah, you're like balancing on one foot because the other foot's like rocking the pedal. So like all your weights on your left foot or whatever foot or. Jamie sits down. I've tried it. I don't know how he does it. He's he's a he's a nut. But um, he sits down and does it barefooted, which is cool. He he's got his whole house is like he's got like uh, his garage is all carpeted and stuff. So he's got like all manual like metal brakes and like shears and stuff. So like nothing to like make sparks. He's just making all those panels. So, like, he can have it all carpeted. So, he's, like, in his shoes and stuff. I was like, that would be killer. If I just wanted to do, like, he just does that, you know, like, I would totally be down for that. But you can't obviously do that in a shop environment where you got sparks and heavy sheets of metal and all that stuff. But, but, uh, but yeah, I, I like, I think, becoming really good at something like that and then being able to to apply it later now it's like walking now it's like riding a bike you know yep. i spent all that time now now it's like whatever you know i, could, yep. I haven't touched the bead roller i hadn't touched it in a couple probably like six months and then in right before covid shutdowns happened i went and did a, a bead rolling presentation at eaton rapids uh public and uh for uh what was a fifth grade class i think it was like 60 fifth graders and uh came in and did a whole thing all day and it was just like two days prior i was like i gotta like make some stuff to like beadroll like so i i made some templates of their school logo and brought them and i was like i should probably like make sure i still remember how to use this thing it's been like six months i like whip something up and it was like boom nothing you know like it was like i had just done it so i think i kind of like that part of getting really good at something that you can put it down for a minute and not, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like, yeah, it's building those skills of, you know, being, being in a thing where, like I said, it's, you learn these skills that, yeah, they don't really like go away. You can, you definitely can like lose a little proficiency mm-hmm. and some of the touch, but you know, it's something that can come back really yeah. quickly at the same time. I find welding is the one that like, if you don't do it all the time, that one is the hardest yeah. on me anyway. Like if I don't 
tig for a little bit or, or, may, or either any of it like i'll mm-hmm. come back and like the first few are always like ooh, you know like i'm like what happened yep, like, yeah yeah get back to it and... but yeah that, it's always quicker to get back in once you once you do have enough practice but yeah i don't know i like i like to stick with more things like that i just i enjoy making stuff i guess so i guess that's where i get that thrill that you get like yep. when I get done and like look at that cool new thing I made, well, I get that rush. I probably get kind of that same rush that you do. And then when I get home, like I feel good, you know. Yep. Well, and I would say I I I associate to the same of you know still with machining. That is also maybe my other thing that jades me to like mm-hmm. man like manual physical. I I very much like the super like the aesthetic like perfect in the essence of like. Be, you know being in a tolerance that like to the naked eye it's yeah. perfect like i just love that look so much and i knowing that i have those capabilities in my belt like you know i look at everything going oh i could make this part super sick if i machined it mm-hmm. where then i go i also could spend the time you know the problem i go okay i can design this part i can des- uh write some cam programming for it i can machine it It'll, you know, I'll have an hour to two hours into this part, mm-hmm. but if I want to design, yeah, a plate one, cut it out with, you know, cut off wheels, drill the holes, do all that stuff. I instantly then it's like, okay, one hour for full billet, like crazy thing I can make or like six hours to make this hand piece of plate that like, mm-hmm. you know, I laid everything oh, yeah. out having with tools, rulers and having the tools makes it so much yep. easier to That's where I deal don't, with. It's yeah. hard for me to get that enjoyment out of yes, that stuff. I can see that too. To where then I go, there is a lot of things I go, hey, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing this. To, yeah, I'm going to do this yeah. on a machine. I'm making. I think that might have been part of the reason why I maybe didn't progress the blazer further once you started like getting into progressing your stuff further was I was like, I spent a lot of time. There's like 180 foot of tube in that blazer. Like that was a lot of hand you know oh a little plate that's why i said the, the amount of time and, like, and hours i have into my truck and i think back on it, you know oh yeah that whole entire truck it, you know i bought a harbor freight tube notcher halfway through but yeah. still every notch was you know flap wheeled in with a four mm-hmm. and a half inch flap wheel every cut was either a portabander or a, or yeah. a cutoff wheel and it's like every hole was drilled with a hand drill yeah drill holes and plates and all that the amount of you know, every plate needed so much grinding. Get all the mill scale off of it. Mm-hmm. There's just so many hours I think oh, back yeah. onto the all that time, and uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, like I said, it's not. You know, I wish I I specifically remember. It's like I, you know, I want to spend more time on this, but at the same time, I've already spent ten hours making this one shock mount, and I have seven more to go. Yeah. That's why. That's why I really like trying to make that my goal of like for the off-road community and helping people out i don't need to build the fully like you know like i could build some crazy full-off things like like langer's been building some killer axle housings and stuff Mm -hmm. like fully well you know monzo's taking them up and everything like awesome you know if i want to put one of those in mind i'm just gonna call those guys you know like they're gonna build that stuff or i'm gonna send people i get people all the time i send them the langer all the time like yeah. they're like you know i want a whole roll cage or this i'm like i'll send you to that those guys for that stuff though like that nut, well i think that just kind of shows the market of like we were saying and 
you know, it is something that grows out here. And yeah, it, it is. It's not something that you see a lot of, you know, shops. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a uh, necessarily like a shock tuner guy out here. Yeah. There's yeah, not necessarily great. a specific this guy. There's a lot of those things where it's like there's not really those. So then you get this large demand of, you know, you get a lot of people out there, yeah, trying to find information, yeah. trying to, hey, how did you find this? Where did you, mm-hmm. who did that for you? How did, yeah. you know, and you start saying it's the amount of, you know, oh, well, I built this. I did that. Yep. Well, how much? How much? Yep. How much? And Yep. And I can do that, and I can make like I can make that shock mount that you were just talking about spending seven hours on. Yeah, in minutes, and charge you, you know, hopefully yep. a, not much money, and you can get back onto your day. Because I remember us sitting there burning out little tabs and stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, these are like twenty six cents for this little tab with a quarter inch hole in it. Like, so like twenty six cents at A and A. Like, why don't we just go to A and A and buy these things? Like, yeah, that was stupid. Like, so the people out there who are like who have that garage project and yeah are trying to like figure something out and literally going oh i need to engineer that's still you know that's some capabilities if you have either you know what's like some of what's some of the uh best stuff that like someone has sent you to to, like try to back engineer to make them parts i get so i get some stuff all the time i don't remember who it was this guy well leave the name out of it no no i will i will this is this is a good one i had this i had this one and it was like uh I get templates, you know, and I'll reverse engineer them, you know, and people send me templates. Well, one time a guy sent me something and it was like ripped by hand. And I was like. Like the edges, like like it's supposed to be a shape. Paper. (laughs) Like he like put it up to something and then like didn't use scissors to cut it. He like just ripped it around it and would like mail it to me. And I was like, how do you want me to like draw this? Like, and he's like, make it exact. So. I was kind of pissy at this point. So I went in and in Salworks and I spent like an hour extra that I didn't charge him for this like $20 part, but like went in and like traced all the little jagged edges and I cut it out and I sent it back to him as is. I never heard like a bad thing from him because he said, make it exactly how it was. <laughs> yeah, so that so was like one of my favorite like reverse engineering ones. But man, I, like I, I think I make so much stuff. I have a hard time even like remembering until like you said with Will, like you like when, you know, you see things pop up and you're like, oh, I remember that memory or whatever. Like I kind of have to do that a lot to think about like all mm-hmm. the things I've done. Um, A good reverse engineering one would be I've done. I do a lot, a lot of good ones actually for uh short iron fab and Muskegon. He does all my powder coating, but I just did a, a pretty good one that we uh, tried to bend this morning. It didn't work out right. Um, a uh, it's like the Lakes Mall uh, street sweeper thing. It's got like this big vacuum. It's like this eight foot wide, like looks like a uh, a big rectangle pan upside down, but it's made out of like three sixteenths, and it's got all these hoses coming into it, and it like sweeps the mall parking lot. And uh, they left it full of salt water, like all winter. Ooh, and the whole nice. thing was just rotted. So Jason drops this huge, like rusty thing off at the shop, and uh, that was that was probably the best one to like. Oh, like I had like a full like eight nine hour day, of, like going back and forth, like measuring like Swiss cheese to like redraw this thing. But like now it's all drawn and stuff, and he's got it cut out and getting it bent up and stuff. Um, so that was a good one. Um, most of like the big companies send me like models. So that's nice. Yeah. You're doing, 
yeah, I'm more um, mean. It's... The the bracketry is, you know, some of them guys will send me like these templates for like a window frame. Um, I just did one for a guy out in California, like uh, in drag cars. You got to like put plexi windows mm-hmm. in. Yep. So they'll trace out the the outside the inside of like the the door where the window sits and send me that and that's a really complicated one to you know like get into the computer with either doing like you know points on you know a a graph type of thing x and y and plotting out points to get in or if it's things that are small enough i can scan them those are definitely probably some of the most time consuming ones so are those like window frames Nice. I could probably get into a million things if I could. Yeah, I know. I should have brought some examples. No, that'd be good. Well, I don't know. I guess maybe. It's been an hour, 45. Yeah. Probably enough. Talked about some stuff. Yeah. Mentioned the dunes a couple times. Yeah. Dunes, dunes, dunes. You're going to go to the dunes? Yeah, I don't know. Is it raining? It wasn't when I was coming up. I actually cleared up. Well, we got some dune time left. (laughs) Well... Where, if people want to, like, yeah. uh, follow uh, your stuff and check out what you're doing and hit you up, uh, whether they want stuff or just to follow you, yeah, kind of mention yeah, where you're so, at. Yeah, uh, so, um, again, it's Dueling Design. I'm in, I live in Muskegon, Michigan. The shop's a little bit north. Um, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's just a dueling. You won't spell my name right, so it's probably not even worth it. <laughs> your phone will autocorrect it to d-u-e but it's it's d-e-u-l-i-n-g but uh a dueling there i've got dueling design on facebook um my website is uh ddesignllc.com and uh that that has some some examples but uh instagram facebook and then uh and then my email is ad at ddesignllc.com and that's that's the best place for like formal quotes but otherwise instas uh, try to get it back to dms as often as i can all right dope well thanks for coming by thanks for coming on the podcast and yeah thank you sharing some stories yeah